Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. So good to uh, see people uh, baptised and declare their faith. Hey, it's not too late. Maybe you want to make a decision to be baptised. We can fit you in right now. <laughs> That's what I love about Jesus. You don't have to go through hoops and uh, performance or uh, works. He accepts you, loves you just as you are. Uh, we also have baptisms tonight. So if you, if you want to jump in the pool, you can now or we can dunk you tonight. Uh, Father, we thank you for the great privilege of uh, celebrating the risen Christ on this Easter Sunday. And, and we thank you for the pra- great privilege of witnessing uh, these five people declaring their faith in you. Would you bless them? Would you watch over them? Father, would your destiny be outworked in and through them? Uh, as a church, would we be found faithful in serving them? We pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said... Amen. You may be seated. Great to have everyone in church this morning. Let's jump into God's Word today. Matthew 28, uh, verse 6 is where we're going to start. Early on Sunday morning, as a new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord had come down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothes was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, she said. Here we go, church. This is where we get excited, where our faith raises where where we anticipate this next statement that changed the world forever. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified, but guess what? He isn't here. He is what? He is risen from the dead. Let's all say that again. He is risen from the dead. The greatest moment in history, without a question, from death to life. And it wasn't just for Christ, it was for you and for I, for all of mankind. This has got to be the ultimate comeback story ever. Uh, Nobody could write a bigger comeback story in Hollywood. Uh, No one could write a novel with a greater comeback story. It's a bigger comeback story than if Parramatta won the premiership this year after 36 years of waiting. That this story of Jesus being resurrected tops every story in history. Now, we've all experienced some form of a comeback in our own lives. Um, You know, maybe you failed your driver's license, but you came back a second or a third time and you finally passed. Did anybody not fail their license? Did any put up your hand if you did not fail your driver's? Oh, this, you are a holy, godly, who failed more than three times? Who failed more than three? Yeah, yeah, come on. Jesus loves the down and outer like me three times. Um, maybe, 
You know, your comeback story was you, you thought you couldn't go on with a sickness or uh, maybe in childbirth. I've seen my wife go through this five times and I'm thinking it's over and we're not going to get there. And then the baby comes after that most horrific pain. You, all through life, there are these comeback stories where you think it's over, yet 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 something changes and, and, and great stories end. Uh, maybe in work, you think you'll never get out of the warehouse Uh, and then suddenly the manager gets sick and you get into his uh, desk at work and you stay there and and, and you rise to the top. Uh, my, My Kind of my first job, I was a Brickies labourer and I don't know if you know the building industry but the Brickies labourer is the lowest, the bottom of the heap. He is lower than a normal builder's labourer. See, a builder's labourer has tools like a hammer and, you know, safety glasses. A brickies labourer just gets yelled at all day. More bricks, more mud, more bricks, more mud. And so I was this brickies labourer just earning some money after having a gap year. And we were at Smoko and the big boss, who was the builder uh, of what we were putting together, walked along and I'd saw him at church because I went to church and he was there, the, the builder, he was in church too. And he, we'd met a couple of times and he walked into that Smoko room where they were sort of treating the Brickies labour, that's me, pretty badly. And uh, he said, hey, I, uh, I, I, I see a call on your life for, for work and uh, I want you to come to the office tomorrow and uh, I'm going to put you in charge of this job site. <laughs> and they're like, what? And, and they weren't happy, these brickies, because they had given it to me. So the next day I'm like, so how much a brick, you know, uh, do you really want? Because i got another gang that'll do it cheaper. And so uh, the role was reversed. Maybe you've had a comeback story where uh, things looked desperate. They looked dark. And sometimes the darkest moments are just before sunrise. Uh, From Paul, he went from a Christian killer to a church builder. But there is no comeback story like the resurrection. Think about it. Jesus stood alone. Even his 12 closest abandoned him. They bailed, they ran, they denied him. He stands alone, is crucified, raises from the dead, Over 2,000 years later, some 2.3 billion believers are following his message of the gospel. Think about that. That's that's almost 33% of the world's population. One in three would declare Jesus as God. It's remarkable. The Christian church is the largest organisation on earth. It's bigger than China. It's bigger than China and Europe put together. How did this happen? How did this whole thing, Christianity, go from zero to the largest, the greatest religion on planet Earth with more believers than any other? How is that possible? One word, the resurrection. The resurrection. It is the biggest, most significant event. Think about it. Every other event is measured against the resurrection because the resurrection separated time. You got before the resurrection, you got after the resurrection. Your birthday is measured against the time, the date on the resurrection. Everything in life revolves around the resurrection. How can we think there is no God? 
How can we live on an earth where we think God doesn't exist or He's not real when time is actually measured against this resurrection? There's three thoughts I want to give you some hope today as we study God's Word. The resurrection is where we find forgiveness. Now, now this is a big one because when I got saved at the French's Forest Tent Crusade, I've told some of you the story. I thought it was a circus, but there was no animals. There was, just, there was no elephants. It was just, just me. And, and I got saved at French's Forest in the 80s. I actually thought that I had to live a perfect life. And so I would pray this prayer as a teenager. God, forgive me of all my sins. Now take me to heaven right now before I blow it again. I, over and over, God, forgive me. I'm sorry. I've messed up. Take me now. Take me now. Take me because I thought that I had to stay good. To, to keep my salvation. And, and I think, oh, you know, I, I, take, take me now, God, before I tease my sister or, or take 20 cents from my mum's purse to play Space Invaders at the milk bar at Mona Vale. And I'm like, God, take me now because I'm going to blow it in the next five minutes. And so I would pray this prayer over as, as I went to bed at night. I had no idea. But once we're forgiven, we're forgiven. It's the blood of Jesus that covers our sins And when we're forgiven, we can walk in this freedom. He was handed over to die because of our sins. And He was raised to life to make us right with God. He was handed over. Why was the resurrection needed? Because of our sins. I don't know if we can say the word sin anymore. Can we say that? I read a lot and I hear a lot. It's not allowed to say it anymore. And, you know, it's sort of the taboo word and no one's a sinner and we're all just different. But the Bible says we're sinners. I'm just reading the Bible here. The Bible says we're sinners. And sin in the Greek is an archery term. It means to miss the mark. So if you miss the mark by a little or by a lot, you still miss the mark. So it doesn't mean you're less than or, or, or you're, you're, you're no good, we're all, all equal in God's eyes, but we're all born with this thing called sin. And only Jesus can forgive us of our sins. That's something we really need to be clear on and we really need to understand. We're all sinners, but Jesus Christ, His love and His grace forgives us. This allows us to live free from guilt and shame. It allows us to live in the victory that Jesus brought, not by our works, but by His works. But without the resurrection, it's pointless. If there was no resurrection, let's all just go home. It's, it's, it's pointless us meeting together. Here's what the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15. And if Christ had not been raised, then your faith is what? It's, it's useless. And you're still guilty of your sins. But in fact, here's our truth, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of the great harvest of all who have died. This brings us so much hope today. We don't have to have fear and worry about your shortcomings, about your failures, about your past. We are forgiven. We are born again. We are a new creation. In Romans 8.11, the Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead, he, He lives in you. And just as, Christ ra- just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit within you. If there is a God who raised a dead man, that power can raise up your life, whatever's dead. It can raise up a dead career. It can raise up a dead body. It can raise up a dead marriage. It can raise up dead relationships. The, the same power 
The raised Christ from the dead, that resurrection power lives in us when we accept Christ. I don't think we realise that. The Almighty God lives in us, that we can release that power in our life. Maybe there's a relationship that's broken. And Easter Sunday, you're sort of not talking. There is a power of God that can heal and mend and restore through love and forgiveness. Maybe through COVID, your work's a mess. Your, your career's just ended. You don't know what the future is. God who raised Christ from the dead, He can raise up your career. He can raise up your future. He can raise you up because the same power that lives in Christ lives in us. The resurrection, it means that we are forgiven. The resurrection also means that we're not afraid to die. Now, we don't often talk about this, but I think it's appropriate when we talk about the resurrection, there is life, there is death. Let's go there today and let's be really honest and real and talk about the hard stuff and see God's grace and His mercy and His hope in it. Without the resurrection, there is no life after death. Jesus rose and He lived another 40 days on earth just to prove to some 500 witnesses, eyewitnesses, that there is life after death. And this shows us that there is actually a thing called eternity. There is a heaven and there is a hell. We're on this earth for just a short time. There is life after death. John eleven twenty five, 25, uh, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. The disciples were so convinced of this resurrection power that all but one of them were martyred for their faith. In fact, there are people all over the world who are Christians being persecuted. But because of the hope of the life after death, they're able to stay the course. In fact, there is a, um, an estimated 90,000 Christians every year who die for the cause of Christ, some estimated one million people over the last 10 years. Why? Why would they put their life on the line? Because they know that there is this resurrection power gives us a hope of life after death. Philippians 1.21, for to me, living, uh, for living means living for Christ and dying is even better. Paul says, look, to live is great, but to die is even better because we have a hope, a hope of eternity. No matter how bad life gets, no matter how many challenges we face, we have this great hope as Christians that because of the resurrection, we have this place called heaven that we can go to. Now, death is simply a transition where we might live 80 or 90 or maybe 100 years on this earth. But think about it. Eternity is a lot longer than that. Trillions of years, we will live in either heaven or hell based on what we do with Christ. Um, th there is no pain in heaven. Everything is made new. Uh, this is a place that Jesus is preparing for us. Um, you know, this earth is, is not so bad. You look at a sunrise or a sunset. Think about how great heaven will be. Think about no more pain, no suffering, no sin, no disease, no sickness, no anger. No, no, think about the purity of, of, of the wonderful hope that we have. It's actually inconceivable for our understanding. 
uh, to know what heaven is like. That's what the Bible says. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. It'd be like asking your dog to do brain surgery. It's just not possible. We can't fathom the bigness in our human finite mind of heaven. But there is a promise that heaven is waiting for those who follow Christ, who have accepted this resurrection and has made Jesus their Lord and their Saviour. That's good. That's some great hope today, that the resurrection finds that we have forgiven. The resurrection, we discover there is a heaven. And finally, the resurrection means we've found our, our purpose. We've found our purpose Jesus taught us to pray these words. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The the resurrection established God's kingdom on earth. Now, our role as followers of Christ is to go on the greatest building project ever. That's building His kingdom. That's why we're here. We're not here to build our kingdom. We're here to build God's kingdom. Kingdom, 2 Timothy 1.10. But it has been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. We have found a purpose. It's partnering with God to bring His kingdom on earth. That kingdom can be in your family, in your business, The kingdom can be in your hobbies or where you are. It's bringing God into your situation. See, the kingdom of God is about surrendering our will to His rule. And that's what Jesus did. He was submitted under His Father's kingdom. That's why He went to the cross and died and rose again. And we do the same. Our purpose is to submit our will under God's will to outwork His purposes on planet Earth. Because without a purpose, what's the point? You, without a purpose, you've got to think, why am I here? What, 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 why, why am I taking up space on Earth? Without purpose, there's no focus. Without purpose, you're kind of just wandering, meandering. You're kind of just bored. Without a purpose, you're not helping anyone. Without a purpose, you're not staying on track yourselves. But we have a purpose. It's called God's kingdom. And the resurrection was what started the whole uh, dominoes of bringing heaven to earth. This kingdom would not seek to carve out a new state in the Middle East, but rather it would lay claim to the only territory no government or ruler can access, the most rebellious and untamable domain on the planet, the human heart. Our purpose is to submit our human heart to the will of our Father. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are the plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. As we close today, personally, I've found it pretty hard going pastoring churches through COVID and post-COVID. And if I didn't have a purpose, if I didn't have the resurrection to hang on to,
I wouldn't have made it through to where I am today. I certainly wouldn't have the, the motivation to keep going, but it's the resurrection that keeps me trudging forward with my eyes on Christ. It's the resurrection that allows me to overcome the disappointments. Um, there is this term that was being coined, the great exodus uh, at the end of 2020. Um, and the great exodus is where millions of workers left their jobs. It's, it's where millions of people sort of bailed and changed their plans and gave up their careers. And it was COVID that started. As a pastor, I see so many people that walked away from their faith, walk away from gatherings. And um, it's, it's not easy to uh, live out your faith when others may choose not to and to see people's decision to stop following God broke my heart. I, I don't mind if you go to another church. That's, there's one church, it's Jesus Christ. But to not follow Christ, that's, that matters to me. That, 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 it's gutted me. Because that's the whole reason we're on this earth is to introduce people to Jesus Christ so they can be find forgiveness and their place in heaven. And there's you know, times through COVID and you all know this. It's like, oh my gosh, what, what is going on? Where are we going? What's, what's the future look like? But it's the resurrection church that hangs us and keeps us and holds us to our faith that Christ has risen, that that same power lives in us, that He didn't abandon us, we're not going to abandon Him. But we will keep going even though it's lonely, even though people misunderstand, even though people might not walk with you. At the end of the day, here's what matters, the resurrection. It keeps us focused on our God, that the great hope of eternity is, lies ahead of us that His power is real and available to each one of us. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purposes for them. There's something about the resurrection that when you submit to God's kingdom, he can work things out for good. Even though at the moment it might not seem like it, it might not feel like it. But we hang on to the truth that our God is worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our life. He, he's worthy of our um, decision to follow Him. And I don't know about you, I, I want to be found worthy as a servant of the Most High God. And that's what we all are today. We're servants of the Most High God with eyes closed and heads bowed. Maybe you've never understood this resurrection power is available for you today. You didn't realise this resurrection is why Jesus died so you could be saved. And the Gospel is Jesus did die and He did rise again so our sins could be forgiven because we all have sin in our life. And we can't, overcome sin by our good works. None of us are perfect. We need Jesus Christ. 
with eyes closed and heads bowed, if you want Jesus to be your Lord and your Saviour, that can happen right here, right now. Just like those other 2.3 billion people who have decided to follow Christ, that, that can be you and your eternity can be secured in heaven. If that's you, just boldly raise your hand and say, yeah, I want Jesus to be my Lord and my Saviour. I want this resurrection to become real in my heart and in my life. If that's you, boldly raise your hand wherever you are. Say, yeah, Jesus, come on. Some people here, you need to make a decision. You need to get right with God. This is your moment to look at the power of Jesus Christ's resurrection, to, to put things right. If that's you, just raise your hand. Thank you. Others of you, just raise your hand. Anyone else in the room, just put your hand up. Let me see that decision that Jesus can forgive you, can change you, heal you. Church, let's all pray together. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a Saviour. Save me. Forgive me. Be my Lord and help me to follow you all the days of my life, I pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, we have a chance to honour our God today. And uh, this is where your heart can be poured out in appreciation for Him. And we're going to do it in song. But I want this to be a song not from the band to you. I want this to be a song from you to your Saviour. Let, let, let's give Him the glory, church. Let, let, let's give Him the honour. Let, let, let's praise His name. Let's be grateful for the resurrection, how it's changed the world and it's changed us. And we pray it will continue to change everyone around us. We pray in Jesus' name. You may stand to your feet.